Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, creating income in retirement is critical. The question becomes, how can we generate regular, dependable income in retirement? So stick around. We're going to break it down on today's show. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, been helping folks get to and through retirement for more than 30 years. He is a fiduciary. He is an investment advisor representative. Silverleaf Financial is where you find them. Silverleaffinancial.com is the website. You will also find on that website the book that Kevin wrote called The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care, uh, which is a great read, and you can get it for absolutely free. Uh, you just go to the website and you can get your copy. Uh, hi, Kevin. How's things? Oh, things are good. Very good, Steve. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you mentioning the book. Uh, guys, if you'd like a copy, I'm, I'm happy I, I can even email it to you or I can send you the regular paperback. So just go to the website, silverleaffinancial.com. You'll see it on the homepage right there. And uh, just give me your name and contact info and I'll be happy to send it out to you. All uh, right. And, and, you, and you know, one of the nice things in that book, Steve, we talk about is that if somebody wants to put some money away for long-term care, I can show you how to do it with money that'll be tax-free, right? So if you if you have that concern, you definitely should read the, take a look at this book, folks. Definitely. Yeah, that's what it's called, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. I like it. Exactly, <laughs> the, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, so you got us uh, going here. We're talking about uh, creating income, dependable, uh, uh, you know, regular, uh, sustainable income, uh, and income that grows. That sounds like a major task to accomplish, but uh, you seem to be able to do it. Yeah, you know, you know what it is. It, it it is a major task. I think that's a fair way to characterize it. And uh, but we are able to do it. And there's a lot of different ways, right, that people can generate this income. And that's a big part of the conversation. It's a big part of what you know we do as financial advisors, is helping our clients to set up uh, or to establish or to maintain. You know, depending on the word you want to use, to make sure they've got the income that they need in retirement. Mm-hmm. And you know, there there are many different ways to do it. We're going to touch on many of those those right here. Um, something to think about, guys, as you're trying, as you're getting ready to retirement, and you're going into retirement. 
obviously your paycheck is going to stop when you're when you're done working, right? What? So you paid <laughs> right? You, that, you didn't know that, right? <laughs> so why not? Yeah. Like, why, why, why can't they just keep paying me? Um, you know, it'd be nice if they did keep paying you, right? Wouldn't it? And for and for those of you in the government sector where you may be lucky enough to have or fortunate enough to have a pension plan, um, you, you're better off than a lot of people. I, a lot of times I talk about my father. You know, my father was a construction worker he, in uh, in the Midwest, so he was in a union. And I'll tell you what, the, for better or for worse, people have different opinions on, on unions. Uh, but I'll tell you what, from my perspective and from my father, he retired at the age of 60 and he lived until 93. And he was never a wealthy guy. He never, I don't even think they had more than 150, you know, uh, probably maximum 150,000. Uh, but it's because he had social security, my wife's, social, I'm sorry, my mother's social security and uh, until she passed and, and they also had his pension and because of the union, they had a fantastic healthcare plan. So they paid very little money for healthcare uh, and they had a steady income. So he was able to have a 33 year retirement, very comfortable retirement because of that. All right. But if you're in a situation like me where you don't have that pension, like most people these days, we don't have a pension. You're supposed to put the money into the 401k, Right and grow that. Um, and, and that, that will be considered your personal savings. Right. And, and what was used to be what we called the three-legged stool for retirement income. Right. 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 Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Back in the day of the three-legged stool, that was your savings, you know, also known as your 401k or your 457 B or whatever retirement plan you have, IRA, your savings, uh, then your social security. And the third leg of that stool was your pension. Okay. But since the pensions have largely gone away, we're stuck trying to figure out how to replace two thirds. Okay. Cause guys, what a lot of people don't realize your social, social security check was only meant to be a supplement. It wasn't meant to be your entire income. Uh, I do know there's roughly a third of people receiving social security. It is their only source of income. And I, I struggle to, to understand how they can actually pay their bills. Cause even, even if, even if their house is paid for, right? You still have property taxes and insurance and maintenance and utilities. You still need food, right? Mm -hmm. You need money for entertainment um, and, and many other things. So so do everything you can, please, to make sure that, that you're not just relying on Social Security. Otherwise, you're probably going to have a very difficult retirement and you're probably going to have to keep on working. Yeah. So we, part, right? Yeah, we don't um, want that. Only if it's your choice. You know what? If you you know, I do see a lot of people that are uh, retirement age that are still working. You know, I always, my wife always thinks about the greeters at Walmart, um, you know, and, but, but, but a lot of folks, they, they, they want to keep working. They feel it gives them a sense of purpose. They like having the extra cash flow. Uh, maybe they don't necessarily need the extra money, uh, but it is certainly an option. It's certainly an option. If, if nothing else for income and retirement, you can work part-time. Um, there's a lot of jobs now, you know, for instance, I, I, I've heard a lot of stories about Uber drivers, you know, people that are retired, but they drive for Uber. Or oh Lyft yeah. Or I know like a couple that. of guys that do that. Right. And, yeah. and they seem, they seem to like it, you know, depending on your personality, it might, it might be, it might be good. Um, you know, and uh, so there's a lot of jobs out there and there's a lot more jobs now with the internet. If, if you've got a talent, let's say you're a writer, you know, maybe you can start a blog. And if you get the blog going, if you get enough people, as I understand it, if you get at least 1,000 followers, I think at that point you can start making money on YouTube. Um, so there's there's a lot of ways uh, that are available now that weren't available in the past. Thanks, you know, due to technology. In other words, things that you could do for income from your house. That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying yeah. stay at home, work from home, maybe generate some extra income that way, and keep your mind engaged. And uh, maybe that's a route for you to go. Uh, 
Now, if you don't want to, if you don't rather not work, then we let's talk about some other options. You know, your social security, as we talked about, that's not meant to be your only source of income. However, the nice thing about social security and the reason why I recommend everybody really to wait as long as you can, unless there's a health situation or a medical situation going on. In other words, if, if your health has gone downhill or if the prognosis, you know, for a long life, unfortunately, is not there, then maybe you do want to take Social Security at 62. But you want to realize, make sure you realize that if you take Social Security at 62, you're, you're locking in approximately a 30% cut to your full retirement uh, Social Security check. 30%? So in other words, That's a big chunk, Kevin. It's a lot of money, right? Yeah. And in fact, in fact, claiming at 62, um, I believe, gets you less than half of what you would get if you waited all the way to 70. And and so it's a big difference, guys. What I like to suggest everybody do when you're thinking about when to claim Social Security, and that's a that's you know it's like a million dollar question for everybody, right? When do you claim? And what a couple things I want want you to think about. What I suggest you think about is go look at interest rates. Look at the interest rates that are being paid today. And I can tell you right now, uh, the highest interest rate I can find anywhere in the entire country uh, on a five year guarantee is five and a half percent. and that, that is a guarantee that's actually a plain vanilla fixed annuity that's guaranteeing 5.5% for five years. Uh, but that's as high as I can find. Um, there are some maybe that are like 5.6 or 5.7 that are some lower rated, lower rated companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but be careful higher than that because chances are you're taking some sort of risk uh, with the creditor. And whoever, whoever's offering you that, um, maybe uh, you want to look into their financials, make sure they're solid. Uh, but if you look at the treasury market, Treasuries are all back down in the you know mid threes now, three and a half percent or so. So, what I'm getting at is that if if, if you look at um, if if you look at the interest rates that are out there, and then you realize that your social security check is guaranteed to go up to increase roughly eight percent every year you wait, you're getting roughly double the increase that you would get for for instance from a ten year treasury. Ten year treasury right now is less than three point six. So you're getting more than double the rate of increase on a 10-year treasury just by waiting to take that social security. And the reason I say look at it this way is because ask yourself, where else are you getting 8% for your money? Nowhere. The answer is nowhere. The answer is nowhere, not without risk. Not, I'm talking risk-free, right? On a guaranteed rate. Does not exist anyplace else. So in my opinion, I'll tell you part of, part of my strategy and what some of my clients are doing, um, they're fortunate that they've saved, let's say, six or 700 grand they've got put away. You know what? If you've got 600000 put away, you could take that 600000 put it into the guaranteed annuity at 5.5%, and now you've got 33000 a year coming in in income just on the interest. So now if you can live and do everything you want to do on that 33000 in income, maybe you can retire, maybe retire five years early at 62 or 63, live off the interest on that nest egg, don't claim Social Security yet. And then do that for five years while you have that guaranteed interest payment. And then after five years, maybe you claim it, you know, at 68 or something. And then you get your Social Security coming in too. If you keep them both going, you've got a really nice monthly income. But maybe you can turn off that interest. Maybe let that go back and compound again. Let that grow and live off your Social Security. So it's it's a way you can bridge yourself if you have some money put away that you can live off the interest. Because interest rates are higher, considerably higher now than they were you know, in the last 10 years, 15 years. So, so that's a possibility. My point is to try to wait at least until full retirement age to claim your social security 
if you think there's at least a good chance you're going to live, let's say, to the age of 80. Okay. Mathematically, if you think you're going to live past the age of 81 or 82, then mathematically and financially, the best thing you could do is wait to claim until you're 70, especially if you're the higher earner of the two. If you're married, whoever has the highest income or whoever has the highest social security check, that person should wait the longest because when the first person passes away, the survivor is going to get the bigger of the two checks. He or she will not get both checks. They will get the bigger of the two. That's why the higher income person is recommended to wait as long as they can because the surviving spouse is going to be living off of that uh, at the death of the first spouse. Right. I mean, again, with Social Security, the, the, you know, the claiming before your full retirement age, boy, you get penalized every which way but loose. I mean, you know, if you're still working you and you, you claim, do. then you then they take money. Uh, I mean, it's just not a – just if you can wait until at least your full retirement age, right? I mean, that seems to be the, yes. the, the benefit here. I think that that to me is the benefit. Like I said, the 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 one situation that knocks that out, knocks out that rule, if you will. For me, mm-hmm. it's a it, it's a rule I I really well, I want to take a hard line on it if I could. Yeah, you know, and and basically say, please, 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 don't claim before your full retirement age. You know, unless unless there's a medical condition or a health condition, um, that means you won't have as long of a life. Okay, because the benefit to Social Security and to waiting until you're seventy is because it'll keep on paying you forever. And, and, and you get a cost of living adjustment almost every year. If there's inflation like this past year was one of the biggest increases I've, I think they've seen in, what, 30 years or something. Something like that, yeah. So, you know, so Social Security does have cost of living adjustments. Uh, we can get into whether they're adequate or fair or, you know, that's a whole other discussion. Like, yeah, this is, yeah. Right. But you do get an increase in the Social Security, okay? A lot of pension payments and annuity payments, those are locked in. They don't go down, but they don't go up either. All right. So a lot of people, um, you know, take those payments in a way that those those are level, they're guaranteed, uh, but they're not going to increase. All right. So one thing you could do uh, if you don't have a pension and you want another guaranteed source of income, maybe you look at an annuity. All right. And guys, annuity is not a bad word. Annuity. It's a word that means it's a tax free vehicle for non-qualified money, tax deferred. So it functions like an IRA, whereas, you know, the the interest that's growing you don't pay tax on it until you take it out, just like an IRA, all right? Also like an IRA, when you take the money out, it's taxed like regular income, just like the growth from an annuity. So tax-deferred vehicles, when the, when the growth comes out, they're taxed like income. It's consistent, okay? And I've had some people give, give, you know, give me, question me about why, why the annuity should be taxed like income, uh, and they're not thinking about it as, as a, as a tax-deferred vehicle comparable to an IRA, and it's the same tax treatment. Sure. So- uh, so you want to be aware, be aware of that because the other aspect to it, guys, is uh, if your income, if you don't have a lot of extra income and you're collecting Social Security, then your Social Security, chances are, is not going to be taxed, right? Um, but the amount of income you can make is, is not a lot. I want to say for, you know, might, you, you might be talking 10 or 12 grand. Um, it, it depends on, on, on the total tax return, of course. Um, but up to 85% of your Social Security can be taxed if you have other sources of income, and you want to watch your income tax brackets, which is another reason why I think it's a good idea to work with an advisor. They can help you look out for these things. They can help you remember some things maybe you didn't think of. Uh, you know, some some clients have very high income, and if you have a high income, like a married couple, I think once you pass like 180, then your Medicare your Medicare costs those increase as well. And so there's a lot of things to consider as we're putting together this income. We want to look at tax brackets and the tax implications. And also any any knockoff effects that you're going to get that could impact Social Security or Medicare. 
So, I mean, to me, the big takeaway through all of this is, uh, yeah, you've got to create your own income. You've got to be your own CEO. And, and you know, we need uh, we need you to make sure that, uh, that that business is running smoothly. Yeah, you know what? And, and you do have to create the income, right? Because very few of us, I think the average Social Security check is maybe sixteen or $1,700 now. Right. Um, and I guess theoretically, if both, both, if you're married and there's, right, if you're married and your home is paid for, then theoretically you could live on 3,200 a month from social security. I do have a lot of clients living on that amount of money. Um, but it's, everything's paid for. They don't have any debt. Um, you know, the cars are paid for house is paid for and, and, uh, and they're not, you know, they're not taking worldwide cruises, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, you, you know, but, but they're comfortable. They're happy. They hang out by the pool. They play golf and things like that. And so they're perfectly fine. Uh, but an individual on 1600 a month, I think that's going to be, that to me seems like it'd be pretty tough. All right. So we, we want to come up with some strategies. You know, a lot of people, what they want to do, they have, they're thinking about a withdrawal strategy from a stock or a bond portfolio. Mm-hmm. And the rule of thumb in the past was always 4%. Um, now, now interest rates have come up a little bit. So 4% might be fine. What that means is you've got a half million dollar portfolio. You shouldn't take more than 20 grand a year. All right. If you want that portfolio to have a high probability of lasting let's say to, until you're 90 years old, if you live to your nineties or something and guys, a lot of people are living past 90 these days. Right. Oh yeah. So, um, you, you know, as I mentioned, I've, I've had two, my father and, and, and a great aunt that I had, uh, she lived to 97. Um, so, so that is something I'm concerned about. And that's why personally for me and my wife, one of the things we're doing, we are using annuities as an additional asset class to our portfolio. And, and the reason I say it this way, I, I would really suggest everybody don't think about this as, you know, like all or none or good or bad. Think about, can it play a piece? Can it play a role in your investment portfolio? Think about it like a team, like a football team, right? Mm-hmm. You got 11 guys on each side of the field, okay? They're not all 6'6", 370 pounds, right? Like the linemen these days, all right? They're yes, very exactly. large, <laughs> very large, right? They're very large men. They're the linemen. They're there to do a specific job. Their role is to block and try to keep the people from getting to the quarterback. So you need a very large, you know, very large man is good at that. All right. But in the backfield, your running back, he's probably not going to weigh 360 pounds, right? It's a different tool for the job. It's a different tool for the role that he has to play. And that's what I'm saying is this an annuity is a different tool for the investment job, for the portfolio, for the job of generating income mm-hmm. or, or, or providing safety. It provides a different, it performs a different function. And the unique thing about annuities guys not all of them, but if you set it up properly with somebody that knows what they're doing, um, you know, give me a call if you'd like to talk about it. Annuities, a lot of them have features that'll pay you lifetime income, even if the account value goes to zero. And now show me one other account. Show me any other account that's going to keep on paying you after it goes to zero. And the answer, guys, there is none. There are no other accounts out there. You have a contractual guarantee with an annuity that has a, that has a withdrawal guarantee on it. You have a contractual guarantee that they will keep on paying you as long as you live, even if the account value goes to zero when you're 90 and you live until 105. It'll keep on paying you. And so me and my wife, we are using them specifically for that purpose. Um, Because I can tell you, right, I mentioned a minute ago, the 4% withdrawal rule, you know, from your portfolio, 4%. Mm -hmm. So let's imagine you have $100,000 and you've got 10 years until you want to start taking income. And let's say you double your money in 10 years, you've got 200 grand. So now you can take 8,000 a year based on that 4% rule, right? That's if you double your money, you can get eight grand a year, okay? Now, let's say I do the same thing with an income annuity. Guess what, guys? I can take $100,000 right now for somebody that's 58 years old 
and wait for 10 years to take income from it, right? And I'm going to get over $1,100 a month income, okay? Which is what, $12,000 a year? Something like that. Guaranteed. Guaranteed to me, right? From this annuity that I'm paying a fee to the insurance company, I'm paying them a fee to give me this guarantee and to provide me with this added level of protection. It's very similar to paying a fee to the insurance company for your homeowner's insurance in case there's a tornado and it rips the roof off your house. You're paying the insurance company to cover that risk if it happens. Just like you pay an insurance company to cover the risk if you get sick or God forbid somebody, you have a heart attack and you have to go to the hospital. You're paying for the medical insurance to cover that risk. If that happens, they will take care of it. It's the same thing with the annuity. You're paying a fee to the insurance company to cover the risk that you have a really long life, that you have a lot of, that you live well into your 90s and they are going to cover the risk if the account goes to zero that they will keep on paying you. All right. So it, it, some people look at it and say it's too expensive. You know what? I think running out of money is going to be pretty dumb cost, pretty <laughs> doggone costly too. Oh my gosh, yes. All right. So, so it, it all depends, you know, on your own personal preference, what you think makes sense to pay for and what you don't. Some people think it makes total sense to go to a restaurant and spend 75 bucks for a filet. Okay. Personally, I don't believe that. Not <laughs> I think that's so much. Too, <laughs> I think that's too doggone expensive. Oh, yeah. All right? But some people are fine with it. They enjoy it. Right. So everybody has different tastes. Everybody doesn't like annuities. Some people love them. I've got a lot of clients that have these and virtually, virtually every single one of them is happy with them. I can tell you, I haven't had anybody complain to me or, or say they, they're unhappy with it uh, because the way they work is, is explained well in advance. They know what to expect right. and they know what, and they know how it's going to perform and what it can and can't do. Right. And I think if you, once you have that understanding, it makes, you know, you're, you're good, you're comfortable. Well, and so not, I think it's something you should take a look at. Well, absolutely. And I think it goes to to the old adage of, of you know, all the money you save, all those dollars need a job. And, you know, there's different jobs in the world of planning for retirement and an annuity. It's a pretty important job, but it's a good job it, for a, lo- a hunk of your money, not all of it, a hunk for, of it. That's it. That's it. You got it. You got 100%. For a piece of your money, let's figure out you know, when we get together and we sit down, we're going to look at, look at, you know, what type of income are you going to have in retirement? You know, what are your expenses going to be, right? And we're going to look at your assets and your liabilities. And we're going to look at the whole picture. And then we're going to ask you what I, what I talked about a, a week or two ago on the show. Uh, the old thing from, uh, I think it was ING back in the day, they had this thing, what's your number? What's your number? Right? The commercial was, what's your number? And you see all these people walking around with numbers floating over their head, yep. right? And, and, and the, the number is how much income do you need every month to do what you want to do and to pay all your bills, right? So this includes entertainment. You know, it includes every, that your, your monthly budget, pardon me, should include, of course, your housing costs, your health care, transportation, food and groceries, entertainment. Uh, if you're paying off any debt, we want to take a look at that first, pay down the highest interest rate first, right? Um, and of course, taxes, we all, unfortunately, are going to have to deal with taxes ongoing. Uh, you know, insurance for yourself, for your car, for your house, uh, whatever other insurance you, you might you, you might need and you know personal care if you're doing gifts or donations if you like to treat your kids or your grandkids uh, if you want to take big trips if you want to travel you want to golf all of it all of it we want to put it together into a budget and the best thing you can do as you're getting ready for retirement is to have all these numbers and to have had them a few years ago maybe had maybe you've had them for many years because then what you can do is you can kind of simulate in your mind, being retired and you'll know what your bills are going to be, right? Because that's the biggest thing. We want to make sure we don't miss anything. You don't want to miss any bill. 
set up a budget for income, set up an income stream, and then not have enough because you missed something or you forgot something. So, so we want to make sure it's all inclusive. And then we get that number. Maybe your number, maybe it's five grand or four grand or, or 10 grand, whatever the number is. All right. But then we look, we get the number. We know where we want to be for income. Now we look at see what your social security is going to be, what maybe you have a pension if you do or you don't. What are your other sources of income? And then what do we need to bridge the gap? Right. Mm-hmm. And the gap, I like to fill that gap with an annuity that's built for income. Sure. I, that's how I like to do it because then it's guaranteed, Steve. It's yeah. guaranteed. And you know it's going to keep paying. Well, I, one of the things that that stuck with me, and I've shared this with a number of people, is your your philosophy or your thought of of laddering annuities and have that income, you know, go come, you know, when you need it. I mean, you know, yes. over the course of time. I love that idea. I I appreciate I appreciate that. I, I really do too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's, it's great. And it's something, and, and I'm uh, and I've said it before. That's something I'm, I'm doing personally for me and my wife. You know, a lot of us have heard about bond ladders and yeah. CD ladders, yep. right? Yep. And and so it's a, a ladder is just a portfolio of vehicles um, that have varying maturities, right? So they mature at different times, and and so by having them mature at different times, like if you had something mature now, you could lock in the interest rates today, right? So you could get that five and a half percent we were talking about before uh, that I can get a guarantee five and a half for five years right now today. Um, but these these rates do change, of course, and so the idea behind laddering is that you'll have things coming due at different points, maybe each year or every other year. And then you can reinvest and take advantage of the economy and what it's offering at that point in time. All right. And by, uh, with the, with the uh, bond, you can do it with bond ladders or CD ladders. The reason I like to do it with annuities is because when you set up the annuity, as I mentioned earlier, you're going to get a guaranteed income, right? And, and the example I gave before on a hundred thousand, um, you know, you could invest it. Maybe if you double your money, you could get about eight grand a year. But you know what? You'd have to triple your money in today's in today's market at today's rates. You'd have to triple your money to get a comparable uh, income amount from a stock and bond portfolio compared to what you get from the annuity. Because as I mentioned right now, I can get a guarantee. This is for a 58 year old. You put money in there. You leave it alone for 10 years. You turn on income when you're 68. Um, and for one hundred thousand dollars, you're going to get over eleven hundred dollars a month guaranteed for the rest of your life. Wow. Now. Which, I, which, which, again, would take that triple in the portfolio. Yeah. So if you're confident enough, you can triple your portfolio and then maintain it, right? Because you don't want it to go down in value. Otherwise, you got to drop your income. So, so it's a very challenge. I think it's a challenge, right? I look at that and say, why do I want, it? Why do I want the headache of that? <laughs> you know? and, then, and the stress that goes along with it. Can you imagine if you're living off the income in your portfolio and you come in one day and the market's down 5,000 points? <laughs> Whoops. How are you going to feel? I mean, guys, don't take that risk. Don't take it. Take it with take it with extra money, disposable money, speculative money. But in terms of your income, my suggestion is to make sure you've got enough guaranteed income to do everything you want. And that way, if the market crashes or we go to World War Three or any other horrible thing happens, mm-hmm. it's not going to impact your, your it's not going to impact your quality of life. It's not going to impact your standard of living. And so none of us, we all know we can't predict the future. And with, with, with so much craziness is going on in the world right now, I like the idea of having something certain. I like the guarantee. I like that, makes, this. that gives me com- gives me comfort. Well, I like you know with an annuity. I mean, you know, zero is your hero. So if it does, if the bottom does fall out, guess what? You're you're still protected. You're protected. Yes. And 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 now the thing to remember there there of course are are trade offs with everything, right? Of course. Nothing. Of course. There's nothing that's perfect, right? And so with the annuity, you want to sit down and make sure you understand the ins, the the pros and the cons. They do have fees. There are expenses. 
you want to you want to weigh whether it's worth it to you, and that's why I say I I, I wouldn't have wouldn't have anybody put all of their money in these, um, un, un, unless it was an extreme situation, you know, where a person just doesn't want to take any risk at all with stocks or bonds, uh, and they want the guarantees. Sometimes maybe maybe it makes sense for a certain individual, but in most cases, you know, I meet a lot of people that have five, six, seven hundred thousand put away. In most cases, maybe we take two hundred grand and put that into an annuity for income. All right. Now, now other people, they'll put money in the annuity because of the safety that it offers. Some right. index annuities, right? Index annuities will guarantee your principal. So even if the market does drop, you don't lose money. That's why what Steve said, zero is your hero. The market's down 20%. You're going to see a zero. You don't make anything, but the key is you didn't lose anything. Exactly. Okay. And then you start over that year. And if the market goes up, you should make some money with the market going higher. All right. But, but these things do require a more detailed conversation. But you, you owe it to yourself though to check it out. Check it out. See if it might be a good fit for your situation. Who cares what the guy next door or the woman down the street did? You need to figure out, right, what makes sense for you. And so I like him for the guaranteed aspect. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, if that sounds good to you, I would say give Kevin a call. Here's the number. It's 800-975-6717 and have that conversation. 800-975-6717. You can also visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. And once you're there, you might as well grab that book, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care, and reach out to Kevin. And, you know, these are the kinds of things that that I've learned over the years that I've been doing these shows is that, you know, the knowledge that I think the average person has is negligible. Yeah. I think when, I think when it comes right. to, when it comes to financial planning, I know there are guys and gals that are very into it and all of that, but, I, but you know, average man on the street, not so much. No, I don't think the average, I think, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe 15%, you know, somewhere between 10 and 20%, I think of the population might have an, an extensive amount of financial knowledge. Yeah. But, but my bet is that at least 80% probably doesn't. Um, I, I, know, I know the majority of people that I've met, most people don't realize that there are different types of annuities, for one thing. Sure. Um, they don't know their different types. They lump, them all, they lump them all together, which is why I, like, which is why I bring it up you know, uh, when, as often as I do, is because I'm, I'm trying to help educate people and, and, and help them to learn that they're not all the same, right? There, there are big differences uh, between different types of annuities. Uh, just like there are big differences, I always say, just like big differences between different types of cars, right? And there's a big difference between a Prius, you know, and a Lamborghini. And, and so, uh, although apparently Prius is getting faster. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think it's quite up to Lambo speed, but, uh, no. but, none, but nonetheless, you, you should take a look at it. All it's going to take you is a little bit of time. Sit down with some people, talk to them, and get different perspectives. Make sure the people that you're talking to are fiduciaries that are putting your interests first, not the firms or their own interest first, uh, and that they have licenses and 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 background that they can talk to you about these things, you know, in an educated manner. Yes, I like it. And and so, uh, Kevin, we haven't really talked about anything going on in the week, and I know we're about out of time. But but give me your assessment of the, of the week that was. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, actually, I think it's been overall. I think it's been a pretty good week. I mean, we're we're in earnings season. Th those of you uh, following closely. Um, so what that means is that the end of the third quarter, or I'm sorry, end, the end of the third month, the end of March, okay, the end of the first quarter. Mm -hmm. um, so companies have, they, they do have, a, uh, they, this is when a lot of them are reporting their quarterly earnings, okay? And so that's what moves a lot of stocks. You know, if the, if the companies that beat earnings estimates, they usually go higher. The ones that miss usually get, get beat up, right? 
Um, you know, like Tesla, Tesla this week announced numbers and they showed good growth. I mean, the best quarter they've ever had. Um, but the stock went down initially because um, their profit margins are lower than 20%. And, and that was like a line in the sand for some analysts. So, so these things move the markets. But what I'm getting at is over 80%, as far as I believe over 80% of companies that have reported so far in the S&P 500 have beat earnings estimates, So, which is a good thing. Uh, and if you look at the way the markets have been trading, they've been trading much better. And so uh, it's, it's a, a, a real quick wrap up here is that the market sentiment is more negative than I've seen in, gosh, in a long, long, long time. I think there's the, the amount of short positions right now, betting the market's going to lower is very high. So if you're a contrarian, you would be a buyer right now. Okay. A buyer of stocks. If you're following the crowd, then you probably want to wait because the crowd thinks that we're at the top of the trading range and we're going to go back down. Personally, um, I, I, I think the markets are, are, are looking very good. I am keeping some cash on the side, but at the same time, we're, we're invested too. I think it's impossible to know for sure which way we're going to go. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.